of life. But now, each morning in his car, he had to admit that he felt no strong drive to go into that building and gear up for another day of making it work. That drive had been replaced by this heaviness, which was anything but motivating. This was not a feeling that he was used to. So on this particular morning, he didn't do what he normally did, which was to reach into the well of his natural optimism and make himself dive in. Instead, he restarted his car and drove to a park he passed each day on the way to work. He spotted a bench that would do fine. He just wanted to think. As he sat down, he realized two things. First, he had not really let himself do much of this. Thinking. He had been too busy and caught up in the events of the last few years since he took the helm of the company, and he had not taken enough time to reflect. He had just worked hard because it was needed. The company that he loved and it felt would be his home forever was not going where he thought it would go. It had stalled out more than a year ago, and it still wasn't turning around. Life seemed to be draining out of the business, and now it felt more like a task and a duty to run it than the love affair it had been in the beginning. The honeymoon was over, but he had treated that as just another challenge to immerse himself in. That was who he was. But what he realized at this moment was that the activity level had kept him from thinking too deeply. And when he did allow himself to pause, he realized the second thing. If he did think deeply, he would run into some thoughts that he did not want to have. But on this morning, he allowed himself to go there. He asked himself questions. What is this heaviness inside really about? What is it that drains me? When he got out of his own way and allowed himself to be honest with himself, it did not take long for his gut to speak to him. First, there was the strategy of the whole thing. He had taken the CEO job because profits were good but not great. To him, that seemed like an opportunity. He was a performer, and throughout his career, he demonstrated that he truly could get more out of things than other people had gotten out of them before. He was smart, and he could execute. Using sheer horsepower and efficiency alone, he knew that there was growth in the existing numbers, not to mention in what new revenue he could realize through introducing new products and adding new sales territories. But in the last year, with all of his talents and efforts applied as diligently as he knew how, the growth was not happening. That had to mean something else, and the something else was scary. It meant that the world was changing, the market was changing, but the company had not really changed with it. His team had just tried to do what they were already doing, but do it better. And when he let himself realize the truth, he had to admit that the bright future he had imagined wasn't going to materialize until he made some big changes in direction. To do that, though, would mean a lot of things to him that he didn't want to go through. It meant going to his board of directors and having a battle. It meant admitting that he had not been able to make the old way work, and to him, that was admitting failure. Few things were worse. But even worse than that, it meant some very hard decisions about people. A new direction that involved more technology and trickier financing would not work with many of the people he had in key positions. How would he remove them? Where would he put them? And even worse, would he have to get rid of them? Related to that was one of the most difficult truths in this face-the-facts session. Although Stephen was the CEO and, quote, in charge, there was a crack in the foundation of his role that he had never fully addressed 
and that was one of the biggest causes for his heavy gut. Chris. Chris was the son of the founder, put into his position of VP of marketing by Stephen's predecessor, the founder's brother, and Chris's uncle. Their hope at the time was that Chris would one day be the CEO, and they had placed him in this role as part of that succession plan. But the truth was that not only was Chris not CEO material, he was not even the right stuff for an executive team. Stephen felt that he was carrying extra weight around with Chris in the way, and everything would be better if Chris were gone. To go there, however, would mean that he would be asking the company to make a huge choice. Family or business? Every time he thought of that, he did not like either outcome. If he forced the question of Chris's future but lost, Stephen knew his plans for the future would be forever held back, and he would then be resented by the pro-Chris camp.